Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by Friday Night Movie Night. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. My family hits Friday Night Movie Night pretty hard. We usually do popcorns and treats. It's the end of a long week, and we just like to chill out, watch a movie, enjoy it. And we usually end up watching, obviously, something that our that our kids want to see. We do a lot of Pixar films, but we over the holiday we definitely hit the the old school, you know, like Home Alone and then Christmas holiday movies, things like that. We love it, love it. Friday night movie night is is Todd a uh, Todd tradition, and we watch again a lot of Pixar and Disney films. Now these. These films are deeply complex, and I know that seems really weird considering I'm talking about like Beauty and the Beast or, or The Lion King or Aladdin or, or all of these things. But in reality, what, what we have kind of done with, with morality is we have outsourced it to Pixar. Okay, and let me explain. If you try to work back the time when you weren't learned what courage meant or heroism or or any of these things honesty right what you likely will run into is some form of media so i remember watching the lion king when i was a kid i also remember watching uh, other other children's movies and they were so incredible they were so incredible and you saw this fallen character who had made mistakes and he redeemed himself and you saw you know Aladdin was fantastic this person who desperately wanted to improve his plot in life but did it in the wrong way he was built on a lie you saw somebody who was undervalued by their community and uh, and was sheltered by by parents and there are all these things there are all these tremendous incredible archetypes that come out in these Disney movies and and Pixar movies now and things like that. And the reason they're so important to our society is because 100 years ago, we didn't have this. Okay, so we, when we were teaching children 100 years ago, these concepts, you would have to do it through other stories. And perhaps you could see things play out in in real life but more likely than not we were using stories stories from books and before we had books we had tales right we had we had griots we had the historical storytellers that could talk at length for hours and hours about different myths and legends that that the culture and the community valued that showed these really tremendous characteristics that were to be emulated or not, depending on, depending on the story. I mean, obviously we have uh, villains and we have, we have stories that show individuals engaging in behavior that, that becomes the fall of the society. And again, equally important. But one that we were watching the other day was Soul, a Pixar movie. And it's about this guy who uh, ends up dying and goes up to uh, goes up to the beyond, and he's about to get taken to the beyond, and he's fighting it because he doesn't want to die. He's this musician and just got the gig of his life, and was about to play with you know this super important person, and 
what happens is they they have this really interesting spin on life. You're you're this little soul creature before you go down to earth, before you're born, and you got to find you know your purpose. You got to find your spark, the things you're into, and. He becomes a mentor for one of these wayward young souls that hasn't quite lived yet and hasn't been sent down earth because the person hasn't found her spark and, you know, all these things. And they go through this this whole adventure and he's trying to get back to earth so he can play. He doesn't want to be dead yet. He wants to play this gig with this famous musician. And so they devise this ridiculous plan to, you know, get this little soul, the, the past to go to earth essentially because... Once you get the past to go to Earth, you can go back to Earth. All of these different things. And obviously, it's a Pixar movie, and it's funny, and it's great. And they they devise this plan that's obviously cheating to, to get back to Earth. And they get caught. They get caught, and they're... They were obviously not working perfectly together, so they're yelling at each other. The guy who wants to get back to Earth, he's yelling at the young soul who doesn't want to go to Earth. And they're like, ah, you did this. And the person who caught him just looks at him in the midst of this argument and was like, hey, you cheated. And it was clear the guy had cheated. And everybody fell silent. Because it was understood. It was like, hey, you cheated. That's not okay. You don't have any standing here. And the guy kind of, you know, his head kind of bows and they go off. And they get it all worked out. And in the end, it's a beautiful story, right? As with all Pixar movies, I ended up crying, and that's just the way it goes. But I've been thinking about that so much because they make such a tremendous point of identifying the moment when the cheater is called out. And there's nothing to be said. There's nothing to be done. That's it. You are seen now as a cheater. You've broken the rules. You don't have standing. You don't get to argue. And I've been thinking about that. Like, why why is that something that is lost in our society? Why is it that we we don't see that play out in real life? And it struck me recently that we actually do. We actually do. But what people do is they don't argue whether or not they they don't argue. It's like they don't they don't say, No, I didn't cheat. What they do is they manipulate reality and try to get you to agree with their version of reality that says they didn't cheat. Okay, and you can see this very clearly with with the debate going on with going back to school. Because there was there was actually a board meeting, a board of education meeting on Tuesday this week, a couple days ago. And it was, it's obviously virtual, but people were able to call in and make public comment. And there were all sorts of appeals, very insightful, insightful um, commentary on all sides. You know, it's not like I'm, I very much believe that people there are fantastic people who who want to have a remote option and and for for not crazy reasons i mean you could have any any number of reasons but there were also people that came on that just said some of the most bonkers stuff 
um, one one particular or a couple people just said our and again there's no way to argue with these people on this virtual presentation but one person said our hospitals are at capacity and if your kid gets sick or has an allergy has an allergic reaction at school they will be turned away from the hospital and I got, thought gosh that that is kind of crazy and of course I go and look it up and there, at the time when I looked it up in the in the area of Walnut Creek, of the five hospitals that were brought up, in Contra Costa County, one of them was at capacity for a certain specific type of bed. The other hospitals had capacity in all in all areas, in including COVID patients, ICU beds, all of this stuff. And and it occurred to me that that was obviously cheating. It's attempting to persuade somebody under false pretenses, right? It's like we shouldn't have an in-person option. We should always stay remote. We should not have an in-person option, nor should we have any kind of hybrid option whatsoever because our, our hospitals are at capacity. So you're trying to persuade a decision based on a lie. And it's almost like, wait, you cheated. But I think the difficulty that we're running into is getting agreed upon facts to determine whether or not we could cheat or whether or not somebody is cheating. Because I, I was thinking, like, why didn't somebody just say, hey, that's not true? And then, you know, the person could say, well, this hospital's at capacity. It's like, okay, well, does that represent all hospitals? And she said, well, it's the closest hospital. And then you could just go back and forth and back and forth. And again, I think the issue is that it's not that our values are in the wrong place. I think people do understand cheating. I think people do understand lying. But I think that in order to avoid being called out or, or having to play by the same rules, people have just started manipulating data. They've started manipulating reality. And they're trying to get everyone to agree with their reality. And it's a tempting thing obviously but I also still see it as cheating it's still cheating to try to persuade people under false pretenses and I really wish we were at the point when we could get past the desire to just win an argument at all costs and have a shared upon reality that we then make a good decision from and maybe that'll never happen with the abundance of information. And maybe there will always be a certain portion of people who will end up cheating in order to get their their win. But I hope for our children's sake, one way or another, we can all get on the same page, all enjoy the same shared reality, and all agree that there is a good course of action forward for our kids' sake. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.